Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and sing along in the movie Top Gun, one sexual ultimatum at, minute at a time. I am your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher, and my wingman today again, Tyranny Tesseract Callahan. That sounded a lot more risque than this minute actually is, <laughs> for the record. Uh, minute 64 begins with Meg Ryan's most known line in this movie. And mm. ends with some kissing on the dock of the bay. Literally. Literally. Yes. Yeah. I wrote down Goose and Meg, because I couldn't remember her character's name was Carol, are total goals in this scene. <laughs> and uh, and apparently they did date afterwards for a while. Yes. yes Meg Ryan did. and Anthony Edwards. So yep. Yep. I yep. wasn't imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the most famous quotes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, Is Goose. It- huh? from anything like it, or did they just it's from here <laughs> yeah i think it's just from here i mean i don't think i've ever heard it in any other movie prior to this yeah you probably say it better than i would hey goose you big stud <laughs> <laughs> that's me honey <laughs> you gotta really put it in the back of your throat when you do yeah. that yeah. but yeah the, the whole take me to bed or leave or oh god why am i blank is it Lose me forever. Lose me forever. Yeah. I was saying leave me forever. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally different uh, scenario uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Uh, this, this scene is perfect. Cause if you didn't, I was thinking about like the pacing of this film and it would have been really easy to have. It's not the back half. Cause you have the whole Indian ocean thing. But if you lop that off, that the back half of Top Gun, the, the school, Right. Would have been a real downer slog if you didn't have this scene. Yeah. And it would have been very easy to leave it out. Yeah. You know, it, uh, most of the stuff, it, you know, it would have been easy to not have it, but God, I'm glad they did because it's a lot of fun and you need some fun between uh, Jester and the accident. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a good time. I don't know that I buy Charlie Blackwood singing along in a bar with the fam, but yeah, she's having a good time. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it totally. It looks like a fun place to be in, if anything, you know. Yeah. So. Well, and then I was looking before when it shows when she goes over and joins them, and they're like singing to each other, and I was like, oh, two lone wolves just cheesing out together, like they found <laughs> like they they really they really are well-matched. Yeah. They, they really are well-matched in temperament and what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, I realized, you know, as excited as I am for Jennifer Connelly to be in anything. Um, I like Charlie and Maverick together. We've already spoiled this because Charlie will have memories of goose. Whereas anyone that Maverick meets from the end of this movie on he would have to tell about Goose and she'd be like, oh, that's so sad. But she wouldn't have known Goose. And so by being with her, there, there is a family asset. There's a, you're already in it. I'm not going to have to explain what Goose meant to me. 
to her. Right. I, not only is she in this world and understands that relationship, but she saw it <laughs> in yeah. action. Yeah, yeah, she was right there. She actually got to meet the guy before yeah. anything happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I was, I remember being so frustrated because uh, obviously I thought she was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> um, and, and being someone who was not in the military but studied the military was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm totally going to be like her when I grow up, which obviously (laughs) did not happen. And I remember being really frustrated. And it was, I think it was after the Hawaii trip. This is the same friend that I went to Hawaii with for a month that I used to go to Myrtle Beach every Labor Day weekend with. Uh So we were those girls. Um, And I I realized it, it was a heartbreak, but I had to accept it and move on with my life. Guys in the military want two options girls who are also in the military so they can bitch together (laughs) or girls who know nothing about the military so they're impressed with whatever the guy says (laughs) i did not fit into either of those two categories and i struck out for like six years straight (laughs) (laughs) i got i got a lot of really fun memories but it it I, I, I remember the look on a guy's face when he told me something that he thought was going to really impress me. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And you just, you just watched it go across his face where he's like, and I'm done here. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, but that, that, that Marines aren't at that base. So obviously you're lying <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that it sounds like my first wife. Oh, I was in the air force myself mm-hmm. and uh, my first wife, yeah, she lived in the town that the base was near and so she had been around military guys before and she never dated any military guys or anything like that so i was like the first military guy she dated and then we ended up getting married and yeah, I, yeah i'd come home from work and you know how's your day honey and you know and i'm like yeah we did this and this and this and she's like uh-huh okay <laughs> no clue what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah uh, yeah but you could have lied to her <laughs> i, I could have like, oh. yeah yeah my story te- my storytelling uh you know is not uh, not, not so great yeah. least, well you know. and, and i really it's it's because because they were going with these girls and i'm like she she doesn't know what's going on why are you dating her and i realized oh she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't care like they can just say whatever and it doesn't matter right i will say one line that did work it was delivered really well i'm not going to do justice to it it, it did not end get big stud obviously um <laughs> was was one guy he was navy leaning across and, and he told me where he worked and i was like okay so it's submarines and um i said you know so what do you do i'm not asking for like state secrets just something in general what do you do right um and and the way he said he said something you'll be writing about in 20 years and it was just like oh hello <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Suddenly this cheap beer just got a lot more interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, that yeah. was, that was the best one I ever got, but yeah. It, and I, re- and like girls who are in the military themselves, which I think Charlie would fall into. She's got a call sign for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> she falls into that where, where she understands it so that they can talk to each other. And I think that is something that Maverick has not had before. Right. A girl who who can say like my analysis was spot on and be right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like they're going to get to nerd out over angles <laughs> at home. Yeah. Yeah. Geometry. Ooh. But, but then yeah. also like do each other. Like that's a very, <laughs> very hot combination. <laughs> Let's talk geometry and then go to bed. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. this, the motorcycle ride, Hachi Machi. I don't want to rush us out of this bar, but this, yeah. the, the, this, this motorcycle ride and kiss probably inspired a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So before we get, before we get to the motorcycle ride, a little cruise. Yeah. So we have a little visitor, but we should be a good. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, they're playing great balls of fire. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, they go through the sing along and yes, of course uh, we talked about this off camera or off, off, well, not off camera, off mic, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I was going to have my, uh, my, my nine-year-old son coming here and we were going to have a little sing-along, but he chickened out. So, Aww. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Great Balls of Fire, you know, uh, by Jerry Lee Lewis came out in 1957. Hey, Patrick, you want to come over here? Come here. Come here. Cause you're even the right age. Oh, hey, oh he's Can you cute. say goodness gracious? Goodness gracious. Great Balls of Fire. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Bradley Bradshaw approved. All right. Bradshaw approved. Of course, now he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> nice. All right, kiddo. What are you doing? Oh my god! And the cat just came up above my computer. I am surrounded. I saw the whiskers. <laughs> That's um, funny. Anyway, all right. <laughs> So we got a little bit of a sing-along. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but right. yeah, anything else for Kansas City Barbecue? We got to give them as many well, shout-outs as we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I don't even think about Kansas City Barbecue, but, you know, about the song, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Great Bells of Fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so in 1957 by Jerry Lee Lewis at Sun Records in Memphis. And yeah, that should sound familiar because two months later, after Jerry Lee Lewis went into Sun Records, a little known guy, uh, I think his name is Elvis, <laughs> walked in the door, you know, and they became really good friends. Memphis, I think Memphis is where the Stax Museum is. Yeah. That Stax Record has. I've always wanted to go to that. Yeah, I've been there. It, it's supposed was, to be amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Cool. The 1957 recording from Jerry Lee Lewis uh, was ranked a 96th greatest song ever by Rolling Stone. Ooh, that's up there. <laughs> yeah, it sold 1 million copies in its first 10 days of release in the United States. I saw it. Um, I have no memories of the Top Gun soundtrack before they added the three. I guess originally it was just the music written for the movie. And then they added Great Balls of Fire sitting on the dock of the bay and I'm blinking on the third. Um, but that's the soundtrack that I knew and grew like had. Right. Yeah. And played. And I can't imagine it without those songs on there. Yeah, I know. And yeah, and that, that special edition came out in, in uh, 1999. Okay. Took that long. Yeah, that's the CD I had. And it's it's just, is it a, is it a boomer thing that like this music was coming back? Because I feel like then you got the big chill and... I don't know. It just, there was something, there was, there was a trend happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they thought, cause they were trying to 
trying to get a, a a sequel. They were actually working on trying to get a sequel around then. And maybe that was kind of, they were going to have a push and then they didn't come through, you know. There have been another. so many rumors of <laughs> right more Top Gun, but I, I think this movie is perfect on its own. Anyway, yeah. you don't yeah. want that yet. It's not yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is amazing though to me how much of the Tom Cruise persona is really the Maverick persona. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the F-14 and his obsession with that, but apparently he also learned to ride motorcycles for this movie. Yes. And that is just such a, like, if you think of like, okay, what are the hallmarks of Tom Cruise? And yeah. so much of it is traceable to this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Airplanes and motorcycles. Definitely. Yep. But um, one other thing about Jerry Lee Lewis I thought was hmm. really cool since we talked about Elvis mm-hmm. very for a second. So, uh, you know, Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis became really good friends, actually, mm-hmm. you know, and worked together. And, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis worked as a, a studio performer, you know, at Sun Records for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. You know? And, you know, that's where Elvis Presley got his start, you know. But later on, many, many, many years later, in uh, November 22nd of 1976, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was arrested outside of Elvis's, you know, home in Memphis, you know, Graceland. <laughs> and he got, when they arrested him, apparently he had been at a bar, he was drunk, and he had a bottle of champagne and a gun. Oh. <laughs> so he remembered that Elvis Presley had invited him to come over to his house. And he's like, oh, here's a good time to go to Elvis's house. Well, oh, I'm drunk with a gun. And he, long story short, he drove over to Graceland, drunk, crashed into the gates of Graceland. The security guard, you know, went over to, do, to you know, see what was going on. And I guess he tried to throw the champagne you know, bottle I through. The, oh. And he goes and tries to throw it out the window towards the security guard and his window was still up and so the broke the glass and the champagne bottle (laughs) 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 and then the the you know he noticed that there was a pistol on the dashboard so he went away he went and he called elvis presley himself who was in the house and looking and saw this all happen on the closed caption television set <laughs> and told him to go to go ahead and call the cops. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and when the cops came, he said to lock him up. Well, that's actually um, I, I, it's, it's like a weird double plug because this little kid on the piano reminds me of Barry and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. I did a podcast on Close Encounters of the Third Kind called mm-hmm. This Means Something. And for while researching that, I read Terry Garr's autobiography and she talks about going out with those girlfriends and going to Elvis's house and like, oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. We're going to go to Elvis's house. And like, they just sat on the sofa and like drank Cokes all night. <laughs> like nothing <laughs> actually happened. Now, our, our, no, she sat on the sofa and drank Cokes all night. And I think her friend, it is implied, made out with, or perhaps more with Elvis. But like, she had the most boring night of her life and was like, I snuck out of my house for this, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the minute you were like, oh, Elvis said to come hang out. I'm like, apparently that was a thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know after you know eight months after this happened Mm -hmm. elvis died (laughs) not because of the champagne bottle no or a gun (laughs) or a gun uh yeah bless you uh that's amazing i love (laughs) anytime something like that backfires yeah it's just the best yeah and and the one one last little trivia thing about the song mm-hmm. is that you know the, the wrestler rick flair i don't it, know any wrestlers but i believe okay. you okay well our <laughs> listeners probably know he, he's the, the 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 guy with the on hair and he always goes whoa are you loud yeah well he got that from great balls of fire Ooh. yeah Ooh. nice yeah I thought that was interesting. I should have done it as the woo, but sorry. Okay. I didn't think of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I am sadly on the outs. Uh, I know there are a lot of uh, movies by minute listeners who know a lot about wrestling. And I am still, I'm like, I remember Hulk Hogan was a thing. Like that is <laughs> the yeah. last time I knew anything about wrestling. <laughs> it was like the first grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched wrestling when I was a kid and not so much as an adult so yeah yeah that's a cool con- connection though i yeah. always love that when those things turn up yeah. yeah my son is now chopping me with an inflatable viking axe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's that yeah. um <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry I was trying to rush you onto this motorcycle, but it's you mentioned earlier this week that the locker room scenes were filmed for the ladies. And I think I think this scene is for the ladies because her riding on the back of the motorcycle as they zip along um, in the, with the sunset. So it's just silhouetted. Oh, it's real good. And then um, when I was watching the very the very beginning. I noticed that the the opening credits, the overture into Danger Zone, uh-huh. is one of those perfect perfect movie moments. It is uh-huh. so good. It gives it it the hairs on your arms stand up. Yeah. And this is another one. It's not quite as epic as that opening one because that overture into Danger Zone is just so perfect. But yeah. but but this music cue, this music change is also very well done. Yeah. They did whoever was doing that mixing, sound editing, whatever, they did an A plus job on these transitions. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> but in the midst of all the great, you know, music scoring, mm-hmm. we have some terrible ADR. There's <laughs> 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 a bunch of kind of some laughing from both uh, Tom Cruise and and uh Kelly McGillis, you know. It, it, it's just so if you i mean i guess if you're if you're watching it just on a dvd watching it one you know not mm-hmm. watching it one minute at a time you're, <laughs> you're not going to really notice it but it's uh you know t- just some terrible laughing and if you have like, headphones on or earbuds in yeah you're going to hear mm. it and it's like uh that's not so good but i did i did not pick up on that <laughs> i thought it was funny that for all that this kiss is iconic uh I found it hilarious that apparently they did not like each other. Again, right. I'm super mature, and I think it's hilarious when two actors are like in love, but the actual actors do not get, are yeah. like, oh, this a hole. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know, um, Barry Tubbs, the guy who plays Wolfman, mm-hmm. 
was actually dating Kelly McGillis while they were filming. He's a cutie too. Yeah. I will say he's a cutie too. Hollywood and Wolfman is a good, yeah. a good pairing. Yeah. But yeah, if you didn't know that, yeah, it's, you know, she was dating somebody on the, on the set, but it wasn't Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. No. <laughs> <laughs> But then we get the stolen line from Carol. Yep. You know, <laughs> Maverick, you big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. You know, which, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at, at mimicking people. Way they well, talk, and but, it's but it's cute. The contrast between this, this goes back to what I was saying of Carol and Charlie are so different. Yeah. And, and even the circumstances and delivery of the same line shows that. But Carol is with Goose, who's going to yell, show me the way to go home. Or, you know, show me the yeah. way home. And Charlie is with Maverick, who doesn't say anything in response, just grabs her and kisses her. It, right. They are with the right, like, these These are good relationships. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are good goals relationships. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this this is the minute, the, the last of the dialogue for the movie, but... You know, we we still get a good like 10, 15 seconds of just making out. Yeah. yeah. That continues into the next minute. I mean, yes. it is make yeah. out city here. Yeah. Yeah. That's I it's one of those things I have never had any interest in motorcycles myself. Um my dad um had friends and a brother who rode motorcycles and had heard enough horror stories of crashes that he was just like, absolutely not. That's one of my few hard lines. Like you're not doing that. Um, and so I've never wanted to ride a motorcycle myself, but I've seen this movie enough (laughs) and enough, uh, uh, influential times of my life that the idea of being on the back of a motorcycle, Mm. Maybe specifically in San Diego has always had a certain allure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I ride motorcycles, but okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't ride a crotch rocket like he's got. You know, a little <laughs> Kawasaki Ninja. Yeah, that's not what I drive. I you know I have a nice cruiser bike, so you know, with all the big bags and stuff. You know, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm I'm not comfortable with people riding on the back with me. <laughs> Yeah, I actually got in a little accident last year with my my son, my nine year old, and and uh, with him on the back of it. And yeah, now I'm just I'm just not comfortable. Oh, yeah, with that. But yeah, like the the lure of this, you know, when you watch, you know, I watched my my whole family was a bunch mm-hmm. of bikers, and you know, with you know sport bikes and and cruisers and stuff, and you know, it's always for me, it's always been like. Oh yeah, I gotta get the, get the get the hot girl in the back. Go go ride and get the the wind in our face. Yeah, that, that'd be great, you know. But that's definitely how it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you know now I'm like, nope, nope, nobody on the back of my bike. Not happening. <laughs> Not allowed. No. And uh, if you're one of the people who's into what patches Maverick has on his jacket, this is a gr- the end of this minute is a great. Great oh yeah, time for you. yeah, yeah. yeah you can you see him. Really good view of all the patches on the back. Yes. So. Yeah, and yeah, I'm definitely not getting into all those patches because we'd, I could do probably a, another whole, you know, hour long episode just about yeah. patches and stickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. went. Oh my god, uh, I did see one trivia that apparently 
some of the pilots when they were filming this said, I don't know if they said it to Scott or Bruckheimer, were like, the patches are all wrong. This is BS. They're all wrong. And the person said back, this movie isn't being made for fighter pilots. It's being made for like 20 year old women or something like that. Some, some great comeback like that, where it's like, you are not our target audience, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Get get back in your plane. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This movie is made for a mom and pop in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yes. No clue about the military and how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. which brings me to my question you know when okay so like i was born in late 70s so yeah. you know uh so i was around i got to see it in the theater you know nice. but um you know back then nobody knew what top gun was you okay. Know? okay nobody knew even if you watch the trailer you have no it gives no clue as to what the actual top gun school is you know but now that you you've grown up with the movie you know what did you know about it you know or do you do you remember i really would have been my knowledge would have come from this movie yeah so if you would ask me if there was a plaque with the top of the class for each top gun class i would be like yeah probably there's probably a plaque yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the alternates by the ladies' room. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I looked. And, it's not there. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't know anything about the actual. I didn't know details about the actual school and anything I would have learned. Like this movie would have been the starting point of like, oh, well, who's the real Viper? Who's the real right Duke Mitchell sort of thing, and and gone from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird. I grew up. Um, from an uh, in a navy family uh my grandfather was navy and then my um my mom's uncles and grandfather they were uh, they were of the world war ii generation where it's like everyone served in some yeah. way right. and um they had there was a group of five boys and the mother said go into the navy because at least then they're shooting at ships not individual people so even if you get hit, you got a chance. Yeah. Um, so both sides, very different traditions, but both sides were Navy families. And then I went to college and I studied with the Air Force, but I always had a soft spot for West Point and all this Army stuff. So I have the weirdest background and understanding. And then I'm from Connecticut. So I am aware that the Coast Guard exists. Right. So yeah. it's, uh, it's always been a very weird, I've never really belonged to any one group where I would find out the niche details like, Oh, and fighter weapons school is really this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can relate. I mean, my family was mainly army and there was a couple mm-hmm. Marines, but uh, you know, when I thought about going in the army in the military myself, you know, my dad says, go in the air force. Cause <laughs> yeah, you're at least way away from, you know, from the actual action, you know, the pilots are the ones that get, no. in, you know, in there. So that's, yeah, that's I um. Went, I went in. I'm. I was in munitions. I built bombs. I okay. Fell from the planes. So there you go. Yeah, I went. Um, my uh, two things. They were both Vietnam. Uh, no one disappeared. Don't worry. <laughs> John McCain is not going to come up in the story. Um, my on my mom's side, it was Air Force, and I had a. He was technically a great uncle, but Uncle Eddie. Uh, did the the radio so if you watch good morning vietnam 
he yeah. was one of those guys. He knew okay. the actual uh, Kroner. And um, my uh, an uncle on my dad's side did truck maintenance, or uh-huh. you know, and yeah, uh, motorpool. was in, in motorpool. Uh, well, he was in. He was part of the big red one because that's all my aunt ever remembered. The big mm-hmm. red one. <laughs> um, but whatever grouping he was in. I don't want to use the word unit because that has meaning and I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but whatever it was, it was the only one of that kind in the entire Vietnam conflict where they had like no cat, like no one got hurt. Everyone was fine. Oh, okay. And it was one of those, they gamed it. Their neighborhood went and said, I'm Richie and I want to serve with Tommy. And then Tommy walked up and said, I'm Tommy and I want to serve with Billy. And then Billy walked up and said, I'm Billy and I want to serve with, and like, so they all knew each other. Yeah. And so that they, um, yeah, they had some recognition for that. Like everyone, like no one even needed a bandaid. So I had, I had a very different understanding of the Vietnam War than most people. Um, so, but I I will say that the one who was in the air force and the radio did, did come back and was like, this is, this is not a good time. (laughs) We need to to be doing something different. He, he stuck to the, um, media side of things not the military side afterwards yeah um but yeah it's it's so funny this weird like time kind of seems to collapse in on itself when i start talking about top gun because it's 1986 but we've got his dad's storyline so we're talking about vietnam and we're playing jerry lee lewis yeah but also you know i was watching this in 1999 which is a very different time so right oh yeah yeah, it's it's a I mean maybe that's why I like it so much is because there is no time when you're watching Top Gun. You're just watching Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Never changes. Anyway, now that I've babbled <laughs> on your podcast for too long. <laughs> that is quite all right. Yeah. yeah. You're more experienced with this than I am. Yeah. This is my first <laughs> time doing it. So oh. yeah. yeah. But you're a solo host, which is very impressive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a host at the beginning, but he had a he had to bug out. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. Everything, everything's cool with us. So That's awesome. Yeah, he just too, you know, life gets in the way. You know, you know how it is with podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was quite all right. But sometimes your kid who didn't exist when you started podcasting shows up and sings. So it's all good. Yeah. Do you want to plug another podcast or, or you want to move on to the next minute? I, I already plugged, I already plugged a podcast this episode. All right. But I'm not out of them, listeners. Oh, no. No. If you're playing Tierney Bingo at home, <laughs> <laughs> that's my co-host from Joe versus the Minute used to refer to Tierney Bingo on podcasts. And nice. Yeah, that yeah. was. I I feel like he'd appreciate that. <laughs> Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full. <laughs>